Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Hall Podcast with me, your favorite hall for reality TV. I'm Claire Oublier. So guys, tell me how your week was. My week was great. I went to Chicago. It was my first time in Chicago. I really love the city. I stayed for three days. It was sunny. It was beautiful. I love the architecture. The restaurants were good. Like this i spent like maybe four hours at the pier like i really love it the way i felt about chicago as a french girl for the first time in chicago is the way i should have felt for the first time in new york i went to the to new york for the first time in january and to be honest i did not really like the city and i thought it was going to be like in sex in the city like in gossip girl what i saw growing up and it was the contrary well First of all, it was January. I stayed there for five days. It rained the five days. There was no one in the street. And so maybe I need to give it a chance because when I went to Miami the first time last year, I hated it. And I went back this year and I was like, oh my God, this is the perfect place on earth. So I'm going to give New York another shot this summer, you know. And uh, but yeah, I love Chicago and now I want to move there. But I want to move everywhere I go. I went to Miami. No, I don't want to move to Miami because Miami is way too expensive. But like, <laughs> I went to Toronto because I live in Montreal. I went to Toronto and I was like, oh my God, I need to move there. But then I went there a second time and I was like, ah, you know, it's just a big city with nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do, but you know, it's not like I love Montreal better. So yeah, we're not going to move to Toronto. But Chicago, I feel like I could live there. I even looked at rent. I looked at average salaries for the field that I am into. I'm a little crazy like that. But yeah, that was my week. If you want to let me know how your week been, well, send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. So now it's time to get into the Bravo stuff that happened this week. So I'm going to start with Vanderpump Rules, then I'm going to move to Real Housewives of New Jersey, and then I'll do Summer House. So first of all, Vanderpump Rules, I would like to talk about the trailer leak. There was a trailer leak, and the person that leaked the trailer leaked the wrong trailers apparently bravo is um having an an investigation to know who leaked the trailer and it would be pretty easy because that person fucked up and leaked the wrong one but the one that we saw um i don't know i was so like annoyed at sandoval in the trailer like i don't know what it is but seeing him with that white nail polish, the same way I see him in this episode with that white nail polish, is fucking disgusting. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't dislike men that wear nail polish. But Sandoval, I can't with that nail polish. He looks gross. His fingers are like so fat and he has that bright white on his hand. Disgusting. Second of all, um, when I saw the trailer... I think I saw the trailer before I saw the episode, or maybe I saw the trailer. Anyway, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, I feel bad for Tom Schwartz because Tom Schwartz lost everything. You know, he divorced that year, then his business is in trouble because um, Sandoval is having an affair. Poor little guy is being beat up by life. But when I see the way he talks about Katie in those scenes and the way he goes with Sandoval, like, little chick well the way he goes he plays with raquel as if they have something as if they want to be together 
just because he doesn't want to raise suspicion and he's trying to cover for his friend grosses me out and then i really like that china was like he was like on the trailer someone was like oh i really wanted to break up with her or if something was wrong da, 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 da. and she was like yeah but instead you fucked her best friend i was like yes china tell him tell him that his reason might have been valid but the way he did it was terrible so yeah i'm not gonna talk too much about the trailer i'm sure everyone saw it i'd rather talk about it when the episode drops because it's not that long we have what six weeks six episodes now so we're gonna go the way they want us to go so um also while i'm on the subject of vanderpump rules um apparently the restaurant pub is gonna close in july because lisa vanderpump say that the landlord wants one million dollar in uh in a rent as soon as july and she has to take a 10-year lease and she was like, I ain't doing that shit, man, I guess. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the landlord is not black. But anyway, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So the restaurant is going to close. But the landlord came back and said, that is not the truth. He did not raise the rent. And he tried to accommodate uh, Lisa Vanderbilt because she had back rent due to COVID. And that the reason the restaurant is closing is because they are not compliant with the regulation. I don't know what to believe because I am kind of a Lisa apologist. Whatever Lisa does, Lisa is right. Because you can't be caught. I, I don't know. I admire that woman. She, she is a true successful woman. And I don't want to think that she is wrong. Plus, I don't know. I love her. I'm so salty that she's, been, that she's not in, uh, in, uh, in Beverly Hills anymore. So I'll defend her. And even if it's because she didn't want to say yeah. I don't want to fix my restaurant for all those compliance. It's going to be too much money and the restaurant is not that profitable right now. Well, Lisa, you are a businesswoman. You know what you're doing. And for people that are like, oh, yeah, $1 million should be nothing for Lisa Vanderpump. Do you understand how business works? It's not our own money. It's the restaurant money. And after COVID, I'm sure that restaurant is not profitable that much. So, yeah, whatever. It's too bad. I've never been to LA, so I won't be able to go to... To, to, to camp uh i didn't get to go to villa blanca before it closed um if one day i go to la i'm telling you right now i might go i might go to uh how do you call that restaurant sparsing sandwich just to see just to see what it looks like just to taste the food just to you know i can make my own opinion about that 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 um about that restaurant but yeah so let's jump into the episode this first episode was crazy. Like, ever since two weeks ago, like the episode where we learned that Oliver was indeed married and not separated, the episode has been going crazy. So the episode starts with uh, Ken Todd coming into the kitchen while Katie is, make- Katie is making sandwiches and he's like, Whoa, I can't believe Tom Sandoval and Raquel stayed over like na- last night. And in the jacuzzi too, while Ariana is away. And I'm like, Lisa, do you really believe that we think that we don't know, we don't see that you ask Ken to do that thing? You're like, Ken. So I'm going to ring a little bell that only dogs can hear. (laughs) And when you hear that bell, well, you come here and you say your line, then you take the dog and you leave. And that's exactly what he did. He, he, He understood the assignment. He was there. 
gave us the tea, gave Patty the tea, Katie the tea, and he was like, yeah, I'm done, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I love this. But yeah, uh, I'm very happy that uh, Lisa uh, felt very suspicious about it. I'm happy that she was there to kind of, you know, raise the first suspicion. Well, Ali was really the one that raised the first single suspicion. Then it was Katie, then it was Lala. Well, Lisa was first too, because two weeks ago at the, at the restaurant, she was like, why are you smiling? I find it's weird. And uh, I'm really happy that when she learned that Raquel stayed over with um, at uh, Tom Sandoval's house, she called Tom to ask him, what the hell is wrong with you? Your wife, your wife, because she called Ariana your wife. And I'm like, yes, she is his wife, even though they're not married. People love to say, I keep seeing people ever since the scandal saying they were not married, she didn't want kids. Yeah, but that's still his wife. They are fucking common law. They bought a house together. They have businesses together. So, Lisa, thank you for not saying your longtime girlfriend or your girlfriend. You said your wife because that's what Ariana is. She was like, you can have a young, sexy, pretty girl like Raquel stayed over and be in the jacuzzi with you at two in the morning while your house while your wife is not there and she's not there because she's at her grandma's funeral eh? and what you have what you're doing you're having jacuzzi time with tom schwartz and tom sandoval what do you think they were trying us to trying to make us believe do you think they were trying to make us believe that um tom sandoval and schwartz had threesome with Raquel which is it because yeah but yeah, she confronted him Raquel was so dumb I don't know why Raquel was like yeah I slept at Tom Sandoval's house girl just say oh sorry I was hangover I slept through my alarm don't be like yeah I was hangover and I slept at Sandoval's house but nothing happened nothing happened this is suspicious baby girl you are terrible at this uh, I guess you got better after it, but you are terrible at this. Just say you weren't there. Because her saying, yeah, there was no cat, it was just easier for me to stay there. I believe that Raquel and Schwartz and Sandoval and Ariana, they all lived in the same area, in the valley. So I don't know. I don't think that it was like a two-hour drive or whatever. It must have been like, what, max a 30-minute drive? So can't you call an Uber and sleep at your house? Like, mm, suspicious. I don't believe that. No, you wanted to stay at this man's house because you were fucking him. And that's what happened. But anyway, uh, then after that, we have a scene with James and Lala. And this scene kind of leaves me perplexed because the way they're talking about Raquel and Sandoval makes me feel like this scene had been shot after the Sandoval was announced because after that, why was everyone so shocked and surprised that Raquel was having an affair with Sandoval if everyone had suspicion? Because it looks like for the last two episodes, everyone had suspicion that something was happening. So, but when the news broke, everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. So, 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 so what is it? Because Bravo keeps saying we have not edited this, those episodes to to change the narrative but i do not believe that i believe that not all of the episodes were edited when the scandal broke and that when they edited it they edited it in a way that would put us on the track of the 
the scandal. Or maybe everyone knew and Ariana knew because Lisa told Ariana that she had suspicion and Ariana also already had suspicion. And then, I don't know, maybe Ariana was like, I don't want to talk about it on TV. So they pretended like nothing happened. Or production is playing us and this is not a news to the cast member. This is a fabricated story. They learned about the affair mid-season and they were like, okay, we need a big break so that people start watching our show. Well, a big break, a big scandal so that people start watching our show again because we're not sure we're going to have a season 11. And Ariana, if you can, please pretend that you're still with Tom. And like, at some point we're going to leak the story before the end of the show. I don't know. But everyone keeps saying that's not true. So I'm going to assume that, I don't know, Sandoval and Raquel had uh, succeeded at uh, making everyone believe that they were crazy and that nothing happened. And in the end, that's why they were so shocked. Because they were like, we knew, we told you. And they bamboozled us. And now, look, we were right since the beginning. Anyway, this episode was Raquel's birthday. And she wanted to go glamping. Uh, the glamping looked more like camping. There was no glam. Like it was just two tents, open tents, two beds for like five people, six people, uh, pigs, <laughs> and the desert. And then you shit still in the woods. So yeah, it was not that glamping. You know, I'm not hating on the guys, the two gays that was running this thing, but. That was not glamping for me. If you tell me you're gonna bring me glamping, you better have like some yachts with AC. <laughs> you know, but I'm not really a nature girl, so that would not have done it for me. But I don't know, like that whole scene again, glamping was terrible. First of all, Raquel is like, those people are my forever friends. They support me in everything I do. I love them so much. And what do you do to repay this person that loves you so much? You fuck their boyfriend of 10 years for seven months. Like, really, Raquel? Like, Raquel is a psychopath because she was crying in that confessional. She was crying while Ariana was saying how she's been beat down by life before because Charlotte died, her grandma died, she feels low. And Raquel, which, which is who is fucking Sandoval, is like, oh my God. And she's hugging her and she's crying. And then Raquel is crying because her life is in pageantry over and she's like now that i'm no longer doing pageant i don't have to worry about my reputation anymore oh yeah and i guess since you don't have to worry about your reputation anymore you're gonna have an affair with your best friend's brother uh, your best friend's uh <laughs> your best friend's brother that would not have been that bad your best friend boyfriend like i don't know like rachel not being miss california is the villain origin story we're all like yeah it's james it's james no no it's the pageant world it broke us girl it broke our girl because i don't know i listened to some podcasts i don't know where i got that information maybe i'm talking out of my beep but uh, apparently people said that raquel was a nice girl she was who she was on the show like when she was in high school when she was yeah because i don't know i, I think it's she now shenanigans she had girls that went to high school with Rachel and they said that she was as nice and that they were shocked that Rachel would do something like that. So I think the pageant is her villain origin story for sure. 
and like she's like oh those people are my forever friend and now i don't have to be a role model so i'm gonna fuck my forever friend's boyfriend ah disgusting and like everyone was cheering on her and everyone was telling how great she is how amazing she is and tom sandoval was like hugging her and like when she was crying he said love you raquel yeah love you raquel love not like um, it's capital l love eh it's not a friendly love it's a fucking love but anyway and then ariana and tom gives her vintage versace glasses you do not deserve it rachel you do not deserve it like that whole thing pissed me off and then tom short is such a fucking idiot is like oh brock and tom be careful because who know we know that rachel has a tap type guys that are taken it's fucking like is he teasing Sandoval? Is he teasing us? Is he like maybe Schwartz kind of wanted to tell <laughs> Ariana because he thought it was bad, so he made that joke. But everyone laughed, and everyone, no one was like, uh, no one picked up on that. But ah, that made my skin crawl, and everyone, you know, Raquel was laughing. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, you're laughing that hard because you know that is the fucking truth, my girl. You love married men, ugh. And uh, I'm kind of mad at Ariana. In this scene, because Raquel, Sandoval, and Schwartz were kind of bad mouthing Katie, and she did not defend Katie. But then at Christina Kelly's party, she wants Katie to not spread rumors about her, which Katie didn't do. I believe that Ali misinterpreted what she was saying. Oh, she maybe, you know, Katie might have, might, might have said something on the line of, yeah, he's not, she doesn't hold him on a leash, and she understood to have an open relationship. But Ariana is mad that Katie didn't say anything. Basically, she did not say anything. But Ariana does not defend Katie. Ariana never defends anyone. Anyway, I noticed that when it was... Uh, sometimes she doesn't defend Sheena. She's friends with people that hated Sheena when she was supposed to be Sheena's best friend. She always lets Tom Sandoval yell at Katie and the girls. Okay, this season, she was like, we're not going to do Tom against the girl. But she just left. She did not tell him, shut up, you're not doing that. You don't talk to that like that to women. You don't know. She never says something like that. So I'm kind of sidelining him, Ariana. I know you're the victim in all this, Ariana, but you need to defend your friends more, especially if you want them to defend you. Okay? Thank you. So, um, yeah. And then Sandoval talks about the fact that Raquel stayed over and he's like, no, that's not true. He lies. He lies to Ariana at the camping about the fact that Raquel stayed over. He says to Ariana, Shina Brooke, that Raquel dipped out. She dipped out, dude. Dipped out. So Ariana is thinking, okay, she left. And Schwartz is like, yeah, she left and I stayed. When it's the contrary, she stayed and you left because you wanted to let them fuck in peace. And Ariana believes him. And I can't believe he's lying like that. When he just told Lisa, yeah, she slept over. Well, he didn't say that. He said he dipped out. What does dipped out mean? Because, guys, for me, dipped out is mean you're dipping out. You're leaving. But what does dipped out mean? She dipped out in your room. You dipped out in a vagina. Well, no, you dipped in a vagina. But what does that mean? Like, he's confusing people. He's using that word on purpose. So that we don't know exactly what he's talking about. But she dipped out. And Ariana believes. Ariana, like, is like okay you were in the jacuzzi that's what we do all the time and then you left and 
I don't know. I feel like Ariana has suspicion. I feel like um, she kind of knew what was happening. She definitely had suspicion because, especially towards the end of the episode, that's what makes me feel like she kind of knew something was off between Tom's and her's relationship, but she didn't really know for sure what it was um, because uh, we learned that uh, Tom Sandoval, when Ariana learned that her grandmother died, he was at a party at Brock and Sheena and he decided to stay for like a whole, for like another two, three hours instead of going to her. And he lied to her, telling her he couldn't get a cab. But that is not the truth because Lala confronts Ariana's body and she's like, no, he was with Jason and I was with Jason when we called him and he decided to stay, but Jason left. But Jason offered him a ride and he refused. And Ariana... It doesn't take her she takes a half a second to be to believe lala because she she, she calls tom sandoval she's like i'm not going to defend someone that i am not um i'm not going to defend someone that i can't trust basically that's what she says and yeah and she's like oh when my grandfather died tom was there for me and we were not even together but I feel like we're less close than what we're supposed to be now. And so that's why I'm saying she has suspicion. Because first of all, she trusts Lala like, like this in a second. Then she knows that the relationship is different. They have no intimacy. They don't spend time together. He's not even coming to see her the day her grandmother is dead. He did not even go to the funeral of her grandmother, who she was close to. So she must have known something was off. She just didn't know what it was. And it was Raquel. But she keeps on defending Raquel. And she's like, oh, Raquel is kind. And she has always been loyal ever since I met her. She's a very good girl. But I think that she didn't want to believe the rumors were true. Because she she, she wanted to find excuses. Because she couldn't believe that, uh, that Tom... She could believe that Tom would do that. But she could not believe that Raquel would do that to her because I don't know like she said to Katie she likes her she loves her boyfriend and she trusts her boyfriend so anyway that episode was very infuriating Ariana kind of pissed me off because she's so trusting of Tom and she's so like delusional well she's not delusional she loves her boyfriend and she trusts her boyfriend and she trusts her friend and she kind of sees that the other girls don't like Rachel so they're gonna take everything that happens like they're going to twist it. And she's like, yeah, they're just trying to twist it. But no, Ariana, they were trying to open your eyes. And I really, really love the scene between Katie and Ariana um, at um, Christina Kelly's party. Because Katie was very supportive. And you can tell that Katie actually cares about Ariana. Because she just wanted her to open her eyes. She's like, I can't believe that someone is ready to be mean and disregard feelings to some people but then to be that nice to other people there's something that is not connecting there there is someone playing a game and yeah she was right and but ariana was way too deep in the gaslight she was like tom has gaslighted her so much in the 10 years that she could not open her eyes to what was going on oh and in the end raquel wanted to talk to 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 what's his name james because she was like you hurt my feeling when you said that a proposal you regretted proposing to me 
Raquel, I'm gonna need you to stop having conversation with James and stop having conversation with Ali. Like you kiss Thompson, Tom Schwartz, and you you're like, oh Katie, I don't understand why your feelings are hurt. You guys are not together. And then when James says, Yeah, I regret proposing to you, you're like, oh, you hurt my feelings. Oh, so your feelings can get hurt, but other people's feelings cannot get hurt. You're fucking Tom Sandoval, and you're going to your ex-fiance saying, I you hurt my feeling when you say the proposal was bullshit. Uh, ma'am, you lost your right to express your feeling once you started fucking Tom Sandoval. Not even once you started fucking him. Once the idea came into your head, you should have known that you lost all your rights to express your feeling. Anyway, this is like, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I, I don't know what to, all that episode told me is that Raquel and Tom are good together because they are good gaslighters and they are very psychopathic. They're two psychopaths because sh- you can't be out here telling me you're inviting, you're like, you're like not calling those people your forever friend. You're crying because you're so happy that they did that for you. They went all the way into Palm Springs Desert to sleep on a queen bed of five people. And you... In the same breath that you're doing that, you're you're having sex with Tom, and but you still consider those people your friend. Like what? And you know, in the trailer, I said I was not going to talk about the trailer, but the way she laughed when she was like, "Oh, that's not how we wanted it to happen." That at least uh, everyone knows now, and she's laughing. (laughs) And they're on the couch with Sandoval, and they're like so close to each other. In the TV, I don't know, like, that girl is scary. It is scary because it's one thing to be a cheater, you know? But it's another thing to be a cheater with your best friend's boyfriend. That is some heavy psychopathic thing. This is the next level narcissism. But that's all I have to say about Vanderpump Rules. I am so excited about next week's episode because... Uh, Raquel is confronting Ariana about not having sex with Tom. Like, Mistra is staying a fucking landmine. And like, Ariana said, yeah, he's spending all his time with you. Well, that's not what she said. She says, like, he's spending all his time outside and when he comes home, he'd expect me to suck his dick when he pulls it out. But Rachel is spending all his time with you. He's telling you his darkest, deepest secret and then he's coming home to his wife and he expects her to have sex with him. I'm sorry, that's not how a relationship works. Maybe in your world, but not in ghost people's world. Not in sane people's world, okay? Like, next week's episode is crazy. Then she <laughs> she confronts Katie again about the Schwartz kiss. And I'm like, Rachel, stay in your motherfucking lane, girl. Like, mistress, stay in your lane. Do not confront the woman whose husband you're having a relationship with about their relationship with their husband. Like, what? Like, even I get confused about that. But anyway, let's move on to Real Housewife of New Jersey. So we got the reunion look, and Teresa slayed, like, her golden dress. She looks amazing. She has short hair with little curls. She has a, it's not a dress, apparently it's a jumpsuit. I don't really like the jumpsuit, but when she's standing with her leg closed, she looks amazing. Like, she's giving body, the dress is amazing. 
like she has great body, the hair, the makeup, the cape, the little boob holder. Oh my god, I love that look. I think that's one of the best reunion look. And that is definitely her best reunion look. Then we have Jennifer Eden. I love her dress too. A blue dress with some silver embroidments. And she has a sleeve that is semi-transparent. I love it. The royal blue, the hair, the earrings. Like those two women slid. And I hope that their outfit is matching the energy that they are going to bring to the reunion. And then we have Melissa Gorga. She's wearing a hood dress, blue. I kind of like it, you know? I kind of like it. I didn't like the caption that she put. She put out a caption on Twitter. Oh, yeah, like, uh, my, I'm like superwoman. Well, first of all, baby girl, that's not how a superwoman is dressed. She doesn't have a cape. She doesn't have a dress. Okay? Is superwoman in blue? Maybe. Maybe. But I really like the dress. I think it fits her body really well. I would have preferred it without the hood. But, you know, still slaying. Like, she looks really good in the pictures. Like, I, as much as I hate Melissa, we can't say she does not look good. She looks really good. And we have Rachel's dress. Um, I don't like it. I don't know. I Maybe it's the way she's posing. Um, but, I don't know. I think it's, it's too much compared to the other girl's dress. She has the same color dress as um, Theresa. I don't know, it's like prom 2012. I really don't like it. And yeah. Then another look I didn't like was Jackie. Uh where am I going to Jackie? I'm not going to Jackie. Another look I really like. Um Daniel. Ooh. Daniel and Teresa are in my book the best dress for that reunion. Like Daniel's dress is amazing. The picture is amazing. Uh, the clear shoes with the blue nail polish. I love it. And that little slit moment with the tone legs. Me gusta very much. Um, Dolores, I like the dress, but I would have preferred for it to be the same blue as the other woman. I know Daniel is not the same blue, but it's the same darkness. She's in a baby blue dress, Dolores. But I still like it, you know. I just, I'm not a fan of the color. But she's giving face. Uh, and then we have Margaret. Um, I would say it's kind of a flop, you know. All the other women are dressed very, like, so sultry. And her, she's having, she's, she has, like, that fur, kind of puffy dress. It does not, like, make her look her best. So, yeah. And then we had Jennifer Fessler. Mm, basic. Me not like it. Too basic for a reunion look compared to the other women, you know? Because, okay, Melissa's dress is kind of basic, but she has sparkle all over. So, yeah, I like it. But she has a very plunging neckline. So, I like that. But Jennifer Fessler, it's also given from 2012. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And then we had Jackie. I'm not even commenting on Jackie, Jackie's look. Her face is not giving. Her look is not giving. The dress, terrible. And the color, it's she's wearing purple when the team is clearly blue and gold. So, yeah, Jackie, you flopped this season and you're flopping at your reunion look too. Okay, 
Now let's talk about what happened in this episode. Uh, they came back from Ireland. Uh, Melissa is such a gaslighter. She's saying, yeah, I was crying when I was drawing the, the, the familia, the, the flag, the Italian flag, and I was crying, and then I broke down. Okay, you broke down. What does that mean? But you're not talking about the fact that Teresa got up and she hugged you, okay, and she consoled you, and she offered you to be in the wedding, and she offered your kids to be in the wedding. That you don't say to Joe. Melissa is really against Teresa and Joe making up. I think she is jealous of Teresa and Joe's relationship. She was, in the beginning, jealous of Teresa and Joe's relationship, and she did everything so that she could be the only woman in Joe's life. And now that it's working, she does not want them to be brother and sister as close again. So she's doing, she's leaving out information on purpose so that Joe gets more mad and mad and does not go to the wedding. Because she said, at this point, I don't want to go to the wedding. She, she says that to Joe. And Joe is not going to say well, we're not going to go to the wedding. He's not going to say, yeah, but she's my sister. I'm going to go to the wedding. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Melissa is heavier. At first, I didn't want to believe that she was heavier, but the more and more the season goes, and especially this season, I see her true heaviness, and I do believe it. Uh, and then we had a hot mic moment. Uh, Louis had a hot mic moment. Uh, it was in the car with Teresa, and he was like, we're going to invite this person, this person, this person, but we're not inviting Joe and Melissa. And then the look of fear on Teresa's face, she was like, oh, do you know that we're filming right now? And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, no, you have to invite everyone. But Teresa, that was not such a bad odd mic moment. Um, to me, it's like, yeah, we invited them to your birthday trip. They didn't come. We invited them to your birthday dinner. They didn't come. Housewarming party. They didn't come. The wedding didn't want to come. So we're not inviting them to any more wedding shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not happening. That is not happening. But she was like, no, we're inviting everyone. And Melania was like, uh, why are we inviting them? She sees a mic because she knows those people are making an effort to be in your life. So stop begging them to be in your life, please. <laughs> I'm getting way too annoyed by this. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's so there's just so many times you can extend your end and someone refuse it and slap your ends away. At some point, effort must come from both sides. So people say Louis showed his true face and Teresa also showed her true face. I don't think so. I just think that yeah, they're trying to be nice on TV because they are tired of being painted as the bad guy, you know. And I'm happy that next week. Luis is like, if I see your brother in the streets, it's on sight. And I'm like, yes. Actually, Luis, show us your true face. I don't think Luis is a great guy, you know? I think he's a little too manipulative and a little too authoritative. And he has mood swings from namaste, peace and love, yogi yoga, to, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face. That is a disaster to come. But, you know, Teresa is a grown woman. She is used to this type of man. She can handle herself. So, yeah. And then I saw the after show and on Twitter, people are mad that Jennifer included Anna and uh, belly dancing into Teresa's um, bridal party. And I'm like, uh, why are you mad? It's giving, it's giving very much racism. It's giving very much xenophobia. So 
I'm gonna need Marge and Rachel Fuda and Melissa to stop being racist. Ever since Jennifer has been on the show, people have been making fun of her culture, people have been making fun of her because, I don't know, because it's weird. Ever since Marge is giving me very much a racist vibe and Rachel Fuda too. She was like, oh, uh, the Anna at uh, Teresa's big bridal shower did not was not eating for me. Well, I'm glad it was not eating for you, but it was eating for Teresa. So you have nothing to say, okay? Nothing to say. I, 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 I'm like, and three episodes ago or four episodes ago, Marge was making fun of the tree of life that Jennifer had offered to Teresa. I'm gonna need people to stop being fucking racist on this show. I'm not playing, like, I'm sorry. And people think that they can make fun of Turkish culture and no one is gonna say anything because but they are afraid to say things about black people. But I'm sorry, white people is the same thing. You can't criticize someone's culture because when we criticize your culture, gun violence, you guys get mad. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If Teresa was happy that Jen included her culture because she knows that Jen, that's the way Jen shares her love, well, you guys can't say anything and especially not those racist as shit that you say, okay? Thank you very much. And then to be over with the Real Housewives of Jersey, Melissa was like, oh, no, March, Teresa made a post and she was like, thank you for this person, thank you for you, because because of you, I would never have met Louis, blah, 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 blah. And March was like, oh, would it kill Teresa to mention Melissa? Yes, it would. And it, it wouldn't kill Teresa, but why? Tell me why does Melissa deserve a mention? She does not deserve a mention. She doesn't deserve anything. She hasn't done anything. She's been against Teresa ever since she's been with Luis. She's been against Teresa. She stole a quarter of a million dollars from Luis. Melissa is not getting any mention. Like, why are people wanting to... Why people want Teresa to think about Melissa on her days? Like, it's her wedding. It's Teresa's wedding. It's not Melissa and Teresa's wedding. It's Teresa's wedding. And Melissa clearly does not like Teresa. So Teresa is not thinking about Melissa on her happy days. So no, you're not getting a mention. You are not close. You don't like her. She doesn't like you. Like, stop it. Fuck off. Like, why would she mention it, Melissa? And why are people getting so mad that Melissa is not included? It's not about Melissa. If Melissa really wanted peace, she'd be like, it's okay, guys. It's not about me. It's about her. But no, because every time we mention the wedding, she makes it about herself. And Joe makes it about himself. When it's not your guy's wedding, it's Teresa and Louis' wedding. So they do whatever the fuck they want. If they don't want you as a bridesmaid, it's her wedding. She decides. If she doesn't want to mention you, it's her wedding. She decides. And it would be a different story if you guys were close. Like, I understand. If I'm close to someone and she does not do... Yeah, I would be pissed off. Well, not pissed off. I would be hurt. But anyway. And that trainer that's coming to say, Oh, I feel very bad that uh, she didn't mention you. Girl, stop smoking. Okay? Stop taking stereo too. Okay? Your voice is terrible. That tan is terrible. Your hair was terrible. And mind your fucking business. I'm very happy Teresa changed trainer. But yeah, that's all I had to say about uh, Real Housewife of New Jersey. Still pissed by Melissa. Excited to see Louis lose his mind next week. <laughs> and talking about people that make other people's wedding about themselves. 
let's move on to Summer House. So in this episode, Carl finally proposed to Lindsay and of course she said yes. We all knew she was going to say yes. But what I want to talk about is Danielle. Danielle is a crazy person. Danielle was talking about Maya and Maya was saying, I think next week Carl is going to propose to Lindsay. And Danielle is like, oh yeah, well I'd rather not come next week. I don't even want to see that. And I'm like, Danielle, why are you like that? Like, you, you, you don't have problem with Carl. So why are you so bothered with the engagement? I don't understand you have problem with Lindsay because you feel like you guys are less close. But if you really want to repair that relationship, don't be against their their engagement. Like, who the hell are you, first of all, to be against someone's engagement? Like, they're supposed to be your friends, tres amigos, you know? So, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes I beef with my friends. But if they came to me and they were like, so-and-so proposed to me, I would be like, oh my God, we need to put everything that we have aside so that we I can help you prepare your wedding. Especially a friend of like 10 years. Because, you know, a friend of 10 years is like a sister. You hate them, but you love them at the same time. Sometimes you don't like them, but you still love them. And when something so good happens in their life, you don't want to be like a fucking hater and be like, I'm not coming if he's proposing to her. And then, like, I don't know, she digs a hole deeper each episode. She's screaming jealousy. She's screaming, I'm bothered. She's screaming disloyal. She's screaming, I want attention. Like, Danielle, what the hell? And Danielle was kept tweeting, like, oh, you're going to see towards the end of the season. Um, you're going to see why Lindsay is in the wrong. I still don't see Danielle. You went and gossiped around everyone about Lindsay to her enemy, Paige and Sierra. Then you try to turn her boyfriend <laughs> against her. And then you like are pissed off that they are engaged. What? And then on the preview for next week, she's like, oh, and he could not even include me. We have been friends for so long. Yes, but in the past six months, you've been acting like a stranger and kind of like an enemy. You've not been acting like a friend. And you said, yeah, like last week when Carl told you that he was going to propose to Lindsay, you screamed into a pillow. So why would you expect to be involved into the proposal thingy? Uh, you are against this union. So I'm not going to ask you to, to, to help me choose a ring or to help me put the venue in place. You don't like us together. You don't want us together. You want us to go back to France so that we can be tres amigos. You want us to be stuck in the same place forever. But I'm sorry, Danielle. I'm not going to involve you. And then she's like, everything that I did for those people and that's how they repay me. Yeah, but Danielle, I'm sorry. It's just like... <laughs> It's just like, you've been acting terrible for the last six months, so I'm sorry, I'm going to go with what you've been doing for the last six months. You have not been supportive of our relationship. You're not going to get to do that. I'm repeating myself just because I don't understand what's your problem. I don't understand why she's so mad. I don't understand why she's so bothered. Like, she's really giving me creepy vibes. Uh, like, I understand that her relationship with Rob was not going well, but just because something is going wrong in your life doesn't mean that you can't be happy for other people in your life, you know? 
like you can't be happy for your friend like i don't know and i don't know other than that i really like the episode i would not have mistaken chris for eight in bed i thought it would be a three but he was an eight so did i misjudge him chris you know you never have me so if one day i'm single you're single holla at me <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous this is ridiculous and i would like to say i really enjoyed the episode without sierra and amanda they bring nothing to the show especially sierra so if they're not here i wouldn't mind not them not being there oh and maya maya you started your relationship with oliver on the show but once you start having trouble when there's trouble in paradise you're not bringing those problems to the show do you realize that you are on a reality tv show about your life and about drama of dating but if you bring no drama you're a terrible terrible um a terrible uh reality tv star